0: You're listening to Welcome to Eloma, a podcast for highly ambitious dreamers who get shit done. I'm your host, Kylie Peters. This is a space where we talk about mastering your pitch. Now, this topic is truly fascinating to me, mostly because I absolutely hit ha- hate pitching. <laughs> like I hate it. I hate pitching. I hate sales, but as entrepreneurs, we know that this is really important and as an entrepreneur i have sold millions of dollars worth of services um but i would really love to find a less painful way to do so moving forward and maybe that's just mindset but today's guest is going to help us hopefully alleviate some of those pains for any entrepreneurs listening who are like yeah sales important but i don't want to um oh, that's- i <laughs> yeah right I saw today's guest, 13-time National Elevator Pitch Champion, also known as the Killer Pitch Master, Precious Al Williams speak at the Idea Collective Retreat in November of 2022. And in my opinion, and maybe it's not an opinion, it's probably just a straight up fact, she slayed the main stage. You may have seen her, though, on Shark Tank, CNN, Wall Street Journal, Forbes magazine, Black Enterprise magazine, Essence magazine, or maybe even the movie Leap. With clients such as Microsoft, LinkedIn, Google, Yelp, and Harvard, she is a dynamic international professional speaker, an effective corporate trainer and a four times number one best-selling author. Precious oh. yes. Precious Al Williams brings an incredible energy to the table and well her accolades speak for themselves. I'm super excited to jump into this conversation of mastering your pitch. Because again, as entrepreneurs, we all know we need to get better at this. And it also tends to be something that is just not super fun for a lot of people. So let's let's talk about that delegating and let's learn from the pro. Welcome to Eloma, Precious.
1: I'm so excited to be here on Eloma. Let's get it.
0: <laughs> let's get it. Um, okay, so Precious, talk to me a little bit about how you determined that pitching was your zone of genius, and how you decided to turn it into your career?
1: Honestly, I didn't know that pitching was going to be my zone of genius. I've been a professional speaker since I was sixteen years old. I'm forty three. Okay, um, but it's always. But what I think is so funny is when your back is against the wall, all types of things will come out of you, all types of creativity. And since no one wanted to invest in my first company, Curvy Girls Lounge Ray, I had to figure out something. You know, I didn't want to be an attorney anymore. I was definitely disgruntled uh, in New York state. And like I said, I went to an event I could not afford and pitched on the spot, not thinking, not putting all the words together and nailed it. And that led me to being on your business with JJ Ramberg 10 years ago. And in 54 seconds, I walked away with $500,000. What? It's crazy today when you That's think a great about it. That's a great ROI.
0: That's uh, a great ROI.
1: What? Can we talk about it? <laughs> but also when my back was against the wall, I, I think sometimes for some people it's when they fall, it's like, no, I got nothing left to lose. So I'm going to go, I'm going to swing. When I say uh, dream big, like my model for this year was dream big, ask bigger. So okay. when times get rough, what are you going to do? You you can feel safe for a little while, but what what, what am I going to take from this? Right. And so the investors told me enter pitch competitions because they wanted to see, like, would I measure up? But also they just thought I I, I pitched very different. And so I entered 14 competitions and came out on top 13 times. And people were literally wanting to (laughs) throw money at me. So, you know, part of my bio is that, you know, like prospects are wanting to throw money at you because it happened to me. And, you know, you can only run from it so long. You can only run from it so long. And I was like, well, let me take on beta clients and just see what happens. And all two of my clients won first place in pitch competition. I was like, "Okay, jigga, who jigga?" Okay, <laughs> and then it made me start perfect pitches by precious because it's natural to me. Yeah, and I do think it's part of. I've been speaking for so long, but when I started, other people were writing for me, but I write pitches. And it's so fun to listen to people, how they describe their businesses in oral or written form versus what I'm really hearing is going to resonate. And also having the gift of understanding who they need to be in front of and not who they keep saying everybody else be in front of. I'm like, you need to be in a different industry. So that is how it started and to look back, trained over 300 plus pitch champions, you know, have seen them on Shark Tank and all these other shows and never think that pitching would take me from being broken and and, and mad as an attorney to being on shows around the world, to being written about in the biggest publications. So that's how it started. And I okay. love
0: it. Okay. So that's how it started. All right. Okay. You just gave me so many things to nibble on there. Uh, 54 <laughs> seconds, you walked away with half a million dollars. Um, you mentioned that one of your gifts is kind of listening to how people talk about their businesses in written word, and then like actually listening to it. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, some of the mistakes maybe, or, or, you know, screw ups that you hear entrepreneurs specifically talk about where you're like, ooh, ooh, Nope, don't do that. Flip it this way. Something like that.
1: Okay. So you've ever been a networking in advance. And people are saying, my name is, this is what I do by the sixth person you didn't check out. You're looking at your phone. You're hoping paint is drying somewhere. You're hoping (laughs) for something. The reason why is number one, most pitches are boring. You're not bringing any energy to the table. And you also really don't know how to talk about your business in a way that captivates and titillates, right? Okay. Number two, you're pitching to the wrong audience. So this would be the right message to the wrong audience. Okay. Number three, your target market doesn't even know you're talking to them because it sounds generic. Mm, yeah. Number four, there is no real call to action. Like, what do you want them to do afterwards? If you notice, when I was on stage at the, at the Idea Collective Retreat 2022, hashtag IC Retreat 22, <laughs> I came in with a different type of energy. Like I wanted a different oh, type yeah. of song when I walked in. And it happened to be Nicki Minaj's Moment for Life. Half of the people may not even have ever heard that song. But when I walked out, I wanted to walk into, even if you don't know the song, I'm going to bring, I'm going to rise this energy. Yeah. When I got on stage, I had a sparkly jacket and I had this one shoulder jumpsuit with a gold band around. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, I was supposed to wear yellow that day. My stylist wanted me to put on yellow and I said, nah.
2: Okay.
1: First of all, a, and, and there was a reason because I had been watching you all and I saw where the other speakers came from. So I said, We're not doing that. And I'm going to come from this other side and I'm going to do something dramatic. So on stage, if you know, I said, like, Can I take my jacket? Like I took it yeah. off. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. we about to go in because you've never seen a big girl do it like me. Not, right? <laughs> so here's another thing some people don't inject humor or they think because they're an introvert, they can't use that to their advantage. And you can. Yeah. Right. So I'm gregarious. But when I started, people weren't people weren't doing it like me. They weren't. And I proceeded to Shark Tank. Remember that. So understanding all of those things, you know, a lot of people are just boring because they don't know any better or they go to the Google school of of, of pitching and they're just using a template that was not meant for them. Uh, They think Mm -hmm. that if they're talking to investors, make it boring and just throwing a whole bunch of numbers Wrong. And then just not understanding that the audience you're in front of may be related to the audience you're eventually going to sell to. So that's why I say pitching ain't easy, but it Mm. sure is fun once you get the hang of it. Yeah. So, you know, being able to work with tech companies, financial services companies, uh, you know, people who generally don't speak the language of what you really want to hear and jazzing it up, but also teaching as a teaching lesson. So even as I was on stage, It was not lost on me that I'm going to entertain you, but you all are going to learn today from someone who you might not have thought you were going to learn from. I don't have the name Tony Robbins or Mel Robbins or Les Brown, but you are never going to forget what I do.
0: Yeah. Okay. So every time you
1: pitch, it's a great opportunity.
0: Oh, for sure. Okay. So my question here is, so I come from a marketing background, right? We talk a lot about positioning and branding, et cetera. But what I'm hearing you say is like, that's all well and good, but when you get in front of somebody, you have to kind of tweak your approach. So how would you... So I'm hearing you say like, be entertaining, don't be boring, be specific about who you talk about or you're talking to. But how would you say for, for anybody else who's like trying to think about how do I take my marketing... And my positioning, et cetera, and morph it into like the words that come out of my mouth in a networking conversation, a pitch conversation, et cetera. What would you say is the the pivot, the the shift there?
1: So I think the shift comes down to packaging, positioning, and then pitching, right? And okay. so one of the things that when I'm at networking groups, you will hear that they're marketing or social media marketing. You will hear people who do similar things, but the way to just, just describe it will be boring or it'll be so like. I don't believe you at all. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah, so, sure. it, so, 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 again, like sometimes when I walk in, ladies, raise your hands if you want to be a bad bitch with a power bitch. They're like, did she just say, that?" yes, I did. Clutch your pearls and raise your hands. And you already see it, right? The thing I love to do is interrupt the pattern. And I said this to y'all. at yes. the event. Interrupt the pattern of boring. So the pattern is, my name is, this, this is what I do. If you got 30 seconds, go ham on you know, throw out a question, a startling statistic or a quote, they're not ready. Mm -hmm. What you do is they, now they dropping phones. They don't care about the phone. They're like, yo, I just heard something (laughs) I never heard. And a woman who sweat and like, you don't have to throw out a curse word. You could like, there are a lot of different ways, but when I say a question, a startling statistic or a quote, right. Think about that. Number Mm -hmm. two, you want to set a scene in the audience's mind of where you want them to go. So when I came on stage, I'm on that moment for life slang, Goliath with the slang. There's a reason why I was saying that, because if you don't, people will just be going anywhere and everywhere. And you're like, no, no, no. I want you to focus on this because this is where I'm going to show you my zone of genius. So you might've heard people talk about marketing, or they might've talked about financial services, or they might've talked about, I don't know, being a funeral director, but I'm going to throw a twist on it. Cause you're thinking, oh, I'm going to see you with, you know, I, I might see you when I'm dead or whatever, but what about the people if have to make that decision?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So remember your end user might not be the people in front of you, but they are going to refer you to the person who will.
2: Mm-hmm. So you
1: have to make it memorable and, you know, definitely starting for the question, starting to stick with a quote. You're not waiting for the answer. Trust me. You're not waiting for the answer, but what mm-hmm. you've given them is now they're paying attention. Yeah. What is the challenge or problem right then and there? Even if when I was on Shark Tank, you know, those men probably were dating or married to women who were very thin. And yet what they understood when I said over 40 million women, such fortunate larger, just like me, and we all want pretty underwear. Or when <laughs> I thought I'm a whole snack, come fetch me. You're not expecting a full <laughs> thing to say that. You're not. You're like, what? Yes, I said it. And, and people started laughing. But what he did is now is they're paying good. attention from the front mm-hmm. row to the back. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you're describing the problem or challenge, this is why you have to set the scene. So they they see themselves, oh, she's talking to me. One of the things that the idea collective, there was a speaker right after me who spoke on, uh, you know, six figures in your speaking business. Mm-hmm. No, why would we put together? We do similar things, but we were not the same. Mm -mm. Because the audience needed to hear both sides of the coin. Mm
2: -hmm. See,
1: some people may think that I'm all like energy and personality. I'm here to tell you I'm not. The biggest companies in the world don't hire me, have not hired me all these years because I'm a big personality. You can hire Oprah. (laughs) So in saying all of that, even in your written form, because some marketers... They're never going in front of the people. Some, some of y'all are never in front of the people who will True. Eventually buy the services. True. So what does it come across in your written word? And that's why I said pitching is not just oral. It's, 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 um, it's also in what you write. If you want to approach a reporter, if you want to report someone in media, what are you going to say? Because mm-hmm. you know, they ain't looking for paragraph upon paragraph. How do you get in there real quick, fast and in a hurry? but you make such an impression on them that you are what the only choice that matters.
0: I'm taking notes over
1: here. (laughs) Girl, you know, I'm with it. You know, I'm with it. And this is why I love, this is why I love being on great podcasts and doing great interviews because you explore something that most people only think is for investors or for getting in media or at networking events. No, there's six forms of pitching and you need to have them all, the speakers, so many speakers. They're asked to speak for free, not me. Mm -hmm. I expect payment for for my value, but also I got the credibility, the testimonials and the results that most don't have. Yeah. So be careful with the wording you're using. If it sounds like what everybody else is using, and I know people say, oh, don't don't reinvent the wheel. Well, some of us are creative enough that the wheel doesn't even matter anymore.
0: Yeah, for sure. I want to... I want to circle back because you said two things that um, I've got questions on. Uh, You said six ways to pitch for all of our listeners. Can you tell us the six ways to pitch?
1: So there's the elevator pitch, the media pitch, the investor pitch, the sales pitch, the speaker pitch, and the interview pitch. The interview pitch is really like you, you see the students, high school students, college students, uh, going after the position of their dreams or to get that internship. The speaker pitch, whether you are novice to a, to an experienced one, you're going to find times where people aren't reaching out to you. It's because they don't know your zone of genius or you have not been top of mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Why do you think
1: I go by the killer pitch master or the pitch queen?
0: Oh, I'm Instead sure it's very intentional.
1: <laughs> very much. It's like a slay all competition. Yeah. And it wouldn't matter if you put me on the stages with the so-called best speakers in the world. I'm not afraid.
0: No, you're, you're afraid. an ready, amazing
1: force. But you have to think about it. Ric Flair from WWF way back when to WWE, he said, to be the best, you got to be the best. I'll meet you. And I will rise to the occasion because you're you're already established. And I'm coming to take the crown. A uh, sales pitch, all of us need it. All of us, if you're an entrepreneur, hell, if you're selling yourself, you need yeah. to have a sales pitch, right? Mm-hmm. Which can be in some ways similar or different from your elevator pitch. Some people aren't going to networking events or they're doing it online. I prefer live because mm-hmm. then I can be as theatrical as I want. It's just standing or sitting there. Mm-hmm. And then you have your media pitch, quick fact, the quick and dirty way of getting to them that make them want to write about you, especially if you're seeking earned media. So yeah. people ask me a billboard in times square how did i get forbes to write about two 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 different books of mine i ain't big i ain't pay but what i teach and what i tell i mean bad bitches and power pitches is the names of my first two books what how dare you have the audacity why wouldn't I? yeah yes. why not Why wouldn't I? and then you have you know your elevator media your investor A lot of people are looking for angel investors or VC capital for their firm, uh, for their, for their companies to grow and expand. What are you going to say to them? Because it can't just be reciting numbers. You have to dress it up in a story. You have to be able to be captivating and titillating and at the same time, be the right jockey for that horse.
0: I like that analogy, the right jockey for that horse. Um, Okay. Thank you. Love that. Uh, (laughs) it's, It's a lot of things going through my head right now. To all my women small business owners providing professional business services, I am thrilled to introduce the 100 Collective. The 100 Collective is a directory and membership for women just like you, designed by women just like you. Our goal is to help owners build stronger businesses and help 1 million women build more financially free and fulfilling lives by leveraging our collective network we created the 100 Collective to make it easy to find women small business owners to work with and hold a safe and supportive environment to thrive within. Memberships start as low as $9 per month, or you can join the directory for free today at the100co.com. So a lot of entrepreneurs might identify as extroverted and a lot may identify as introverted now a lot of you're laying down all kinds of golden nuggets here but for the introverts listening who are like ooh i don't want to disrupt patterns i don't want to uh, what uh, advice would you clients- have
1: you want, you want clients? Do you want customers? What, what you want? <laughs> I'm, not asking, you know, I'm not asking you, and I, I know where you're going because everyone asks me this question. I always think it's so funny because people are like, oh, well, you just get it because you're gregarious. Can we talk about, this is not where it started. Yeah. I've been, I was an attorney before this and I was theatrical in the courtroom. I was wearing high pink and high purple shoes. I was ridiculous in the way back. Come on now. I was ridiculous in the way back. <laughs> well, for my introverts, here's what I want you to know. As I work with your strengths and being the quiet storm is what you are. Can you imagine facing off with 12 to 15 of me? You're going to need that quiet storm who's <laughs> going to come in and stand. May drop a set of books. May whistle, because it's going to get your attention. And now that they got your attention, I tell them, treat them like Tupac. All eyes open it. And quietly, because everybody has someone in their life who's quiet when they speak.
2: Nobody's speaking, they're like, they about to drop some nuggets. Mm -hmm. And what you do is as an introvert is you bring them to you.
1: See, I start screaming and hollering, people like, you know. (laughs) But a quiet storm has this quiet confidence. Yeah. They're not competing with me. They're here to show everybody else who are like them this can be done. You might hear in in media is all the loud personalities or maybe not loud they're assumed to be a certain way and then you meet them you're like they're not that people Mm -hmm. have wrote written about them but they are not that
2: and it's fun so my my thing
1: for our introverts is play to your strength and being introvert is a strength no matter what people tell you it'd be a lot of people being loud and wrong (laughs) <laughs> quiet, right. mm-hmm. You say loud and wrong. <laughs> and right. I love it. No, mm-hmm. oh, go ahead. But I always tell people, I am say, don't set a book. Drop a set a book. I mean, because they gonna have to be look. But it doesn't stop you from asking a, a question, a starting, with a great quote. And again, you're not waiting. Yeah. This rhetorical because you keep it moving, not like. And, and the thing is, when I speak, people go, "Whoa!" When I, when to speak. They are leaning in like Cheryl Sandberg. <laughs> uh, I know, yep. I know the impact I have on an audience. I know. Yeah. And there was a time people said, "Man, that's too much." As uh, what was that? Luther Luther, Luther Vandross, never too much, never too much, never too much.
2: <laughs> we I all have it. a
1: place. We all have a place in. We all have a place. Yeah. Do you, is Bill Gates loud? Is Mark Zuckerberg loud?
0: That's yeah. How much money Even into got? your strengths? How much,
1: yeah. How much money do they got?
0: Yeah, a Even few a bucks. You lost a lot. How much money do they got?
1: Just a couple of dollars, right?
0: A, a few bucks. Dollars. A few bucks. That
1: Versus like a, a Mark Cuban. Versus like a Damon John. True. Different person. all of them pay, right? Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> so I just want to make sure I'm I'm, you know, because yeah. the world is not me. a small type of person. No,
0: no, no. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, okay. So many things. Uh, All right. We've talked about this a little bit, but if you were to narrow down on like the number one thing that entrepreneurs screw up when it comes to their pitch, what would you say is the number one thing they screw up? And then the one thing that you want them to change or take away?
1: I think the number one thing that entrepreneurs screw up is not coming in confidently. It's not about faking it till you make it. Faith. Faith. It okay, so I'm scared off a lot. I ain't gonna lie to you, I'd be scared. Even when I walked in, I I see like there was a moment right before I, you know, I I was walking towards the stage, I was like, I did everything different from everybody else. Is this gonna work? And then just I'm gonna keep going regardless. So, I think the one thing is not bringing the confidence that what got you here can get you further. Mm -hmm. The second thing is as you are pitching, you're really enrolling people into your vision and what it is that you're doing. So make it a story worth telling, make it a pitch worth telling. Mm -hmm. And you have to, you have to use repetition and practice. Most people are trying to come off the dome, practice that stuff, practice your pitches. Mm -hmm. Cause it sounds so effortless. Trust, trust. So like when I was on stage, when I was on stage, could you tell that I had moments of just pure fear? No. I know, right? I did. <laughs> like, when, like when our, our brother was, Brian, he got there picture. I'm like, you're supposed to be bad. Yeah, he was. He was very good. I was so mad. I was like, he's supposed <laughs> to be bummed. And he was great. But what do you do? I've been a speaker for 27 years. And I have a command of the stage. So I'm going to look for things. But what I, I thought to y'all. What did y'all notice? What did y'all, because hey, you need to collect the brain sometimes, but being able to improvise. And that is something I pray that even when you're practicing, there are going to be things that are going to throw you off your yeah. ability to bounce back. Honestly, there could be somebody like right now, as we're speaking, all of a sudden, all this uh, construction is happening. We keep it moving. Because regardless, mm-hmm. I'm a professional. I'm professional grade at what I do. Mm-hmm.
0: Professional
1: mm-hmm. grade. Okay,
0: so, mm-hmm. so confidence is what they screw up, and then have make sure that you have a pitch worth. Have a pitch worth have telling. To practice your practice. pitches,
1: right? You have to practice, practice, practice. And then as you're delivering it more and more, remember confidence, just like your pitches, are muscles that need to be utilized. So you utilize them over and mm-hmm. over and you overcome so many doubts and challenges. Because yeah. I've been in pitch competition. This is like 10 years ago. I would be doing a pitch and forget where I was in my pitch because I had multiple pitches in my head. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing the thing say 20 seconds. I didn't practice so much. I just slide on in and be done in 18 seconds. Trust. Mm-hmm. That's the value. That's the value of practicing. It yeah. sounds effortless. And let's say you have to read certain things, right? Let's say, cause I mean, if you're doing a five minute pitch, unless you were an actor, you might get the first two, first two minutes down, but just remember you have a pitch deck. You have these other things in your arsenal utilize mm-hmm.
0: them. Yeah. Use your resources. Um, Precious. So you mentioned in, you know, a previous life, you were an attorney before you know, this certain, uh, this specific, uh, area of expertise right now. Um, what would you say is the single biggest moment or lesson you learned that led you to where you are today?
1: I remember when I was invited to audition for the movie, it used to be called coaching movie and they asked me to audition.
2: I didn't know enough to ask questions, so I called my homeboy.
1: He was a fake me videographer, and I said, "Let's make me look big in New York." So call all around the city. He's doing all this cool stuff with his phone and camera. We submitted it. Kind of proud, and I got it right. I got it on the first try. Got it. Got it. Got it. Can I tell you, they said, Precious, we've never had somebody audition the way you did. You you were really the queen of New York. We had never heard of you. And they said, why did you decide to audition like that? I said, because I didn't know any other way. Because I was an outsider, I wasn't bound by rules. Mm-hmm. And just like in pitching, like there were these um, standard templates that didn't resonate with me, kind of like when I was an attorney. I could wear blue and black, but I want to. I mean, I need to flex. I can't even just be looking like everybody else. Come on now, I like to come with color. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great to be the creative outsider. And so I was just at the Ascent Conference, which is right after IC Retreat 2022. And I'm in a room with companies who, you know, minimum re- minimum revenue is 22, 20 million dollars and higher up into the billions. Wow. And I'm in this room not feeling like an imposter. And they, they, they hired me to speak. Yeah. So I'm in these spaces and I'm listening and I heard conversations I've never heard. Because as a small business owner, we're thinking, well, big business has the same issues, just bigger. Well, what's also interesting is the type of questions that are asked which get different answers. Me being okay. an outsider, it was good to be in that space to hear what we often don't hear from CMOs, uh, as chief marketing officers, chief tech officers, chief information officers, the CEO. Like I heard questions. I heard things I had never heard before. Why was I in this space? Because what I do is so unique. And because I am a rule breaker. And because I am a trailblazer, so that's the first thing that came to mind, that really showed me being an outsider is not a bad thing. You are not bound by rules you don't even know, so you do things that are so freaking creative they don't even know. It's like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Come on now, so yeah, that, that that that's what it is. It just and just I own my zone of genius. I'm not a motivational speaker. The killer pitch for myself slaying all competition. Please, go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, and you know what that's also liberating that's so liberating because I think so often we tend to get in our heads and we try to play by the rules or do what's right or do what's expected or like not screw it up. but if the only way to not to to screw it up is to not break some of the rules because you didn't even know that they were rules in the first place, like just go for it that's, I most think that's of us, really liberating
1: and I think most of us intuitively saying like before Uber or Lyft, before Facebook or whatever, somebody to say, "Well, let's try it." I mean, if yeah. it don't work, it don't work, and not being afraid. Like, babe, I told you, my first company completed in 2016. Perfect pictures by precious has survived all of that and it's still around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? So what could have been seen as a failure? No, that was my stepping stone to get to where I am today. And yeah. as we go into another phase of my journey. I look back like when they said I was too fat, too black, didn't have an Ivy League degree. I didn't know I would eventually teach at Harvard at Columbia. I didn't realize I would teach at some of the greatest institutions on earth. I didn't realize that I would be in Forbes or Shark Tank. Like I didn't, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But that curiosity, that willing to go head to head with who they consider the best and leaving hands down like I am.
0: Yeah, that's I am. I love it. I love it. Are you burnt out, exhausted, stuck, uninspired? Sounds a lot like me in 2021, but I took the time and created the space to figure out what I really wanted, and then I made it a reality. That's what we're doing for other women business owners in our Defining Success Workshop series. Take the time to really define what you want, and then let's build a roadmap to make it happen. Our workshops are filled with strategic and tactical takeaways. Are very action oriented and help you create change starting immediately. RSVP today for our December first defining success for owners workshop series in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and visit us at rixworkshops.com. That's rixworkshops.com to learn more about our 2023 upcoming quarterly workshops in Nashville, Phoenix. Chicago, and Milwaukee. Now you alluded to this a little bit. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump into it. Um, You mentioned this next chapter that you're working towards. So tell us a little bit about what's coming next.
1: So what's coming next with Perfect Pitches by Precious is that we are rebranding. And so we will become the Perfect Pitch group. And along with that, our clientele has changed over the years. So in the beginning, we were working with um, entrepreneurs, authors, speakers, anyone who needed help with pitching. Well, over time, as you know, as a marketing specialist like you are, that sometimes there'll be different things that happen. and You'll find yourself in front of different groups you never thought you would. So I'm still going to be an international professional speaker, keynote speaker, uh, top Fortune 500 corporate sales trainer. But with the with our new iteration, it is very clear who our clientele is going forward. And not that we won't work with individuals, but mm-hmm. we are creating tra- we, We're creating the Perfect Pitch Academy. Yep.
0: Okay. Yes. Okay.
1: The, so we're we're creating the Perfect Pitch Academy. Um, we're also creating different training programs and products for companies, corporations, foundations, and nonprofits, and it's with our own unique flair. So even if you think, oh, all these other people, they don't do it like we do. And last time I checked, on book busy and paid for what I do. And so are my clients. And I love what it is because never did I think that these global companies would be reaching out to me, wanting what I do because it is different from what they're used to getting in for their mm-hmm. sales team and stuff like that and then being able to to showcase the supposed best schools in the world that the pitch master has arrived she's here (laughs) even with your best students i can break down a pitch and pull it back up real quick and so i i feel i find that you know with our academy i find that with the perfect pitch group i find that it's not me anymore it's creating the generation of pitch masters and certifying them and things like that so that's what that's what i'm looking forward to so that's coming up next year
0: that's awesome that's well congratulations that's very exciting that's awesome thank you definitely keep us posted on that i definitely you know
1: we we still have digital training products and things like that i'm i'm very excited that my business is the test of time yeah it's not lost on me that I still get on stage and feel that nervous energy or that things can go wrong. And I still I'm listen. We're going to do this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it takes it takes time. It takes confidence. It takes experience. It takes that faith in yourself of like, that's OK. We'll just get it. about it. I'm
1: speaking at my law school, Rutgers Law School. I'm speaking at LinkedIn for their interns. I trained twice a year with LinkedIn for their learning week for their interns, working with different organizations that I never, what? You know, and I'm still in the game of, you know, I still win grants from my company. That's crazy, right? Because I know what I need to say about my company or others. So pitching is something you do every day. And once you realize that, how you talk to people, how you move in the world, the people you need to be around, the organizations you need to be around will totally transform and you'll be in around the people that can make things happen and you'll become that mover and shaker and that connector. And it all started yeah. with. You.
0: Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Um, okay, I have two more questions for you. Go ahead, Queen. All right. Um, what impact do you want to make on the world or what legacy do you want to leave?
2: I always love that Beyonce song, I Was Here, written by Diane Warren. I want to leave a legacy, especially for women of a certain age.
1: It ain't over, it just began. Mm. we embrace every flaw perceive flaw real flaw and use it as your secret weapon when they learn they're not bound by what society says but by what their heart and their mind says and the reason why they were created i've always seen myself walking down the street and as i'm walking women are coming up beside me and we've created a
2: movement
1: not only is the best yet to come it's right here so if you want to teach and you want to train if you want to be a coach you want to be all the things that you see everybody else doing it's time and don't let age race, class sex sexual orientation differently able uh disabled don't let any of those things stop you and it's in the imperfections that creativity is born
2: Mm -hmm. never stop being hungry
1: And lastly, I want my grandmother and my grandparents to be celebrated. When people meet me, I want them to know if it hadn't been for Precious Delores Williams and Raymond Woodrow Williams, I wouldn't be here. Because they nurse the speaker in me. They nurse that I have the gift of connection, not just speaking, but connection. And that I don't hit from logic. I hit from emotion, which turns Mm -hmm. into logic it makes a whole lot more sense when you take off the mask that grins and lies. And I did it with no front tooth. I remember I was speaking. I am a front tooth and people like, how do you do that? I was like, I got to show up regardless. Yeah. For those who think that you can't, you can.
0: I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you for that. Um, My last question for you. What is your greatest insight or discovery about life and entrepreneurship?
1: Oh, that's a good question. What was my greatest discovery? It ain't for everybody.
0: (laughs) That's true.
1: Entrepreneurship is not for everyone. However, entrepreneurial tactics and techniques can be for everyone. But being an entrepreneur... You need to understand your tolerance and your risks, understand your risk tolerance. Yes. You really need to understand that. And also to understand your family and friends are not your uh, market. I hate <laughs> to say it, want to believe they're not coming around today. See other people come around, which is a gift because you can get complete strangers to back you. That's what you needed all along. Not your family and friends. I, I didn't create it. my. Or for family and friends.
0: That's true. Well, I created it for
1: old for women who were counted out, for men who thought they couldn't. Oh, no, it's just getting <laughs> started.
0: I love it. Thank you so much, Precious. Um, I have so many notes over here and I hope everyone who's been listening has been taking notes. If not, you know, just re-listen to this episode. Um, for anyone listening who wants to reach out and get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that?
1: The best way to get in contact with me, Precious Williams, Precious L. Williams, killer pitch master, a.k.a. the pitch queen, please go to my website right now as it stands, www.perfectpitchesbyprecious.com. On my site, you can find ways to work one-on-one with me, what my upcoming events are, whether they're in your neighborhood or not. You can also check out my four number one best-selling books on pitching. And you can also just see how much fun I have and my clients have working together. On Facebook, I'm at Perfect Pitch P. On Twitter, I'm at Perfect Pitch P. And on Instagram, I'm at Perfect Pitches P. And on LinkedIn, I'm Precious L. Williams Killer. Pitch Master. And on YouTube, on Perfect Pitches by Precious. So you have an abundance of ways to reach out to me if you want to set up a consultation where you want to go through some of the things you're thinking about. That's also on my website, www.perfectpitchesbyprecious.com. And finally, like Rihanna said, shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright.
0: <laughs> I love it. This is the season. I love shine it. Bright. Thank you so much. We'll make sure that information's in the show notes. Um, For anyone listening who has had as much fun as I've had this episode, please take a moment and leave a review wherever you're listening. And Precious, thank you so much for sharing your words of wisdom with us.
1: Thank you so much, Queen. I've enjoyed every moment.
0: To continue learning how to better build your business and make your vision a reality, subscribe to the Welcome to Eloma email list at welcometoeloma.com.